Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Welcome to another week of the show. Morning, studio. Morning. I hope all the dads here had a great Father's Day. Eddie, Lunchbox. Thank you. Scuba Steve. I'll check back in later and see, you know, what you guys did. I do want to do this, though, because Mike D made a game and I did not get to it on Friday. And we're still kind of in the Father's Day mood, right, everybody? Oh, absolutely. We're still 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 dads. Yeah, we're still dads. Just just say yes. Yeah, good. Uh, So (laughs) I'll give you the name of a famous TV dad. All you have to do is name the show. In honor of Father's Day being yesterday. Okay? For example, if I said Danny Tanner, you would say... Full House. That's correct. All right, don't miss. We'll play with the two dads here. 1v1, okay? All right. And the winner gets to give their kids to the other dad for a week. Oh, nice. We get a vacation from our kids. I love this, Bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. Lunchbox. Sheriff Andy Taylor. What show is he from? The Andy Griffith Show. The what? Andy Griffith Show. Correct. Good job. Isn't that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was looking at me like I was saying it wrong. Well, I think he just stumbled. We all do that. All right, Eddie. Come on. Philip Banks. That is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's correct. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside Lunchbox, Dan Connor. Oh, that's uh, Roseanne. That's correct. Eddie. Tony Maselli. Who's the boss? Wow. Come on. Nice. I didn't think you'd get that one. Tony Danza, baby. Good job. Lunchbox. Yep. Stephen Keaton. Oh, man. I don't know the name of this one. I don't know if it's the right. Are they? I think, man, I don't know if this is the right one. Family ties. Correct. Oh! I bet we've been together for a million years. Good job, dude. That's a good one. Eddie, Dr. Jason Seaver. That's growing pains. Wow! (laughs) That's the one I was debating 
You guys are killing it right Come now. On. We know our dads. I don't, though. And that's sad. Oh, gosh. Oh, you set him that's up why, for that. why, that's why, why did I say play. that? God, why did I say that? Yeah, Eddie, that ruined it. Next up, Rick Grimes. That's Lunchbox, right? Mm hmm. For Father's Day, being yesterday. I gave you a famous TV dad, just named the show, Rick Grimes, Lunchbox. Rick Grimes. Never heard of him. Uh, I've heard of Shonda Rhimes. That's not Grimes. Well, go. All right, Dr. Seuss. Just give me something. <laughs> Let's go. Grimes. <laughs> um, Stranger Things. Incorrect. That's The Walking Dead. Oh. Oh, man. Wow, yeah. Hmm. Eddie, Jack hmm. Pearson. This is us. Correct. Wow. Lunchbox. Yep. Jed Clampett. Beverly Hillbillies. Correct. Oh, that's good, dude. Eddie Howard Cunningham. Happy days. Correct. Wow. Happy days. Only Lunchbox is missed. He needs Eddie to miss. Calm down. Lunchbox. <laughs> yep. Alan Matthews. Alan Matthews? Boy Meets World. That's correct. It is wow. 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 How did he get that? <laughs> wow. Because Feeney always says, Mr. Matthews, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. Eddie. Come on. How? Excuse me? The family had no last name on the show. His name was Hal. Hal. No last name on the show. His name is Hal, and that would be two and a half men. Incorrect. Mm. That'd be Malcolm in the middle. Oh my god. So now we're tied. Wow. This is not good. With two to go. Woo! I like lunchbox. This. Yep. Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper? Jim Hopper. Mm. Where would you get in the hopper? Something in Boston. <laughs> hopper. Are you saying Harper or Hopper? Hopper. Hopper, like a bunny. Mm-hmm. Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper. I know Jim Halpert. Halpert. It's yeah. Jim Halpert. Oh, that's what's sounding familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's like Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper. Five seconds. Jim Hopper. Uh, welcome back, Cotter. Incorrect. That is Stranger Things. Oh, you oh. jerk. You are a jerk. jerk. He called him a jerk. What do you do? Like I song. did. I guessed Stranger Things earlier, and it wasn't it. That it's was... literally on the page in the order it was written. Oh, I that's... did nothing about making you guess anything, and no. He called Man. you a jerk? <laughs> I know. I did nothing. Uh, Eddie, for the win. Oh, gosh. Come on. For the win, Martin Crane. The only crane I know is Frazier Crane. But he's not a dad. Martin Crane. So give me Frazier and he's Frazier's dad on Frazier. Yeah, Both are correct. Right. Wow. Right. Hey, let's go. Come on. Hey, baby, it was on scrambled eggs. Yeah, scrambled eggs and scrambled eggs. Yeah. I never watched Frasier. Was that good? Oh, it was a good show. Well, no. It was on. Yes, it was good, but it was on at the same time as Home Improvement. And us blue collar folks, we watch Home Improvement. We don't watch that fancy okay. Frasier stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Eddie, you are the winner. Play this guy's song here to start Come the morning. On. There he is. Yeah. Nice job. Thank I'm you. I'm glad man. we played that game. I forgot it on Friday. See, I should not just. Disregard games. Matter of fact, here we go. Best Valentine songs of all time. All right, here we go. <laughs> I go through all the old holidays we never got to a game for. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Wendy Moten. Such a big fan of Wendy. I want to start with this, and we'll get off of it quickly, because uh, when I had you on my podcast, people were like, I remember her from Falling Down on The Voice. Yes. So, what happened? You're on The Voice. Are you live, or is it recorded? Oh, no, it's live. Okay, you're live. Yeah. What happens when you fall down? Okay, so um, so it's time to do our number, and then, you know, you have to get to your spot. And all I'm thinking is I got to get to my next spot. And I fell over the monitor. <laughs> just didn't see it. I was like, I got to get up. Too late. It was just a perfect storm. What did you hit? 
the monitor. So your elbows, your face, anything? Oh my God. Oh, shit. So when I fell, I fell over the monitor and I looked over and my elbow, I, it was broken. I was like, oh, wow. Oh that's what it, that's what something broken looks like. I've On never live been TV. Injured. On live TV. Oh I'm gosh. a meme. I told you. like the la- I'm famous. I'm a meme. No, did, just, did you cry? No. I did not cry. Why? I, I want to cry just hearing about the bone situation. And the hand was broken here and fractured, so neither one was working. Did you still perform? I did. Well, you know, well, no, I had already performed. Okay. Got off the stage. That's when I fell. And then, you know, they took me off, and they were like, you know, par- you know just terrified. I was calm, surprisingly. And then um, they t- took me off, and the show was still going because it was live. And then... Um, I'm looking at my arm dangling, and they're like, can you come back and just say something? I said after the fall, they want like yeah. a redemption, right? I'm all, like I'm good, yeah, but you're I, really not, yeah. Right, but they didn't. They weren't expecting that. They were just wanting people to know that I wasn't dead, and uh, yeah, yes, I'm injured, but I'm okay, and I'm glad because, you know, my family lives in Tennessee. You know, my husband is in Nashville, and I was like, I did that to let them know that I'm okay. Yes, I'm injured because I said, yeah, I'm, I'm broken, but I'll be back. And uh, and let them know that it is serious, but not like get on a plane. I'm all right. Are you all the way healed up now? No, I still go to physical therapy <laughs> three times a week. My, oh, I can't make man. a fist. Oh no! And I, you know, it's just weird. My elbow still won't extend, but I just stay busy because look, there's hundreds of millions of people with injuries and you know bound to wheelchairs, and so I did a lot of things. H, I was covering that on the show, and you know, hey. At that time, I had a disability for at least three weeks, six shows. And, you know, I had to, fl- you know, held the flag for that, too. What's Blake on. like as a coach? Blake is great. I'm going to tell you why. Because he knew I had so much experience, and he didn't want to get in my way or cloud the situation just because. You know, there was a song that I had a problem with. Um, I think it was... Whitney's I'll Always Love You because she's been my nemesis my whole career. And it, there's only one Whitney Houston. And the label, of course, trying to make me Whitney. But, um, you know, I had a problem singing it. Like, I couldn't get the notes out. It was weird. And he was just, you know, basically telling me, don't worry about her. Just sing it the way you, you know, like you you sing it. You don't have nobody. Because all I was hearing was voices saying she's no Whitney Houston, which I've heard my whole career. And 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 that was getting in my head, and he just kind of told me, just you know, just get those voices out and just sing the song. Wendy Moten's here, and we're going to come back. She's going to perform in a second. We're going to talk about her relationship with Vince Gill and playing the Grand Ole Opry. And uh, I feel like this group here is really going to enjoy these stories. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, 
or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught. A history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Wendy Moten. So you were playing the Lincoln Center in yeah. New York? Or, yes. or DC? Where is that? That's in New York City. Okay. The Lincoln Center is in New York City, and it was with the Young People's Chorus of New York City. They do their fundraiser, and it's with the New York Pops and. You know, and I was there. You get guests. nervous doing that? No, not at all. Mm-mm. Do you get nervous playing the Grand Ole Opry? Um, no, only the first time. What was that like? The, the very f- first time you walk out on that stage? The first time. First of all, I couldn't believe I was going to have this opportunity. Like I said, my little stick is I grew up watching Soul Train and Hee Haw, and I love them both. So I was literally making my hee-haw dreams come true. But I was strategic because I was like, okay, Vince, you have to introduce me. I need him to do that, and I needed him to play with me because. I know I'm a singer who loves singing country songs, unnecessarily country artists, and I didn't have time to build this relationship with the Opry, so I figured if the emperor, which I call Vince the emperor of country music, if he could just like put the stamp of approval on there, then I could they could see me in a different light and just keep inviting me in the way that they do. And you and Vince are very close. Very close. He's a brother. He's like a brother to me. I mean, that's a pretty cool brother. That Vince Gill is like standing there saying, hey, uh, I... Like, he speaks up for you. Yes. You know, he's the one that kind of vouched for you at the Opry, and now everybody's blown away every time you perform. But Vince Gill, that's a pretty cool one. Um, you've toured a lot as a background singer as well as being a, what do you call a front ground singer? Uh, just, just a the solo star. artist. You've been, okay, solo you've, been, you've artist. been a solo artist, and you've sang background for people. Who have you toured with that you've sang background for? 
Um, I would say I was Julio Iglesias' duet partner for over 15 years. So I had to sing in four languages, you know, the whole private plane, the you know, flying to the islands, crazy money. Did that for a long time. The plan was to stay for one year. And, it, you know, I was learning too much. I felt like I was getting paid to learn how to be better. How long did you do that? 15, 16 years. Wow. Oh I know. My. I know. He's, it's longer than usually. He likes to keep, like, after 29, he wants you out of there. But Like age 29? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, he has a... <laughs> Image. He wants you out. And then, you know, I, you know, I started at like my 30 and he thought I was in my 20s. I looked younger then. And, uh, you know, I stayed a long time and, and I, you know, he's a great, amazing singer and living legend. And I learned a lot working with him. And then I toured with Tim and Faith again for like 12, 13 years during their arena tours. And, um, Faith, I mean, well, uh, Martina McBride, Vince Gill, and it just goes on and on. I just just done a lot. So, if you would sing background for Tim and Faith, if I were like, if I were going, it's your love. What would you do? I go, it just does something to you. Got to match me though. You got to really. Uh, it, just, it just does something to me. Oh boy, I suck. It's, that's too high. That's too high. I can't do that that's one. Too high I can't for me do that too. one. That's like, too high. Oh my God. That's too high. We need to do something like. Something I easy. like it. I love it. I want okay, some more of it. Okay, let me try that one. All right, here we go. Here we go. I like it. I love it. I, I want, want some more of it. I try so hard. I can't rise above it. Can you hear her? Don't know what oh. it is, <laughs> but I. Yeah, I was, I was drowning you out. I'm too powerful to sing. I singer. like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Okay. okay. I was too powerful for you. No, no, but you know what? I wanted to enjoy you. Yeah, me too. I want to enjoy me too. <laughs> I'm glad that we made <laughs> that happen. what I'm saying? So you have this album that you made that is so good. It's called I've Got You Covered, and obviously it's a cover album, and Vince Gill produced it and played guitar on it. And so why these songs? You know, I have to tell you, um, when I toured with Martina McBride 2014, 2016, I said, I'm saving my money. I'm ready to be a solo artist again, and I'm going to put my money up, and I'll be able to afford anybody. I didn't know what genre is going to be. 2016, I meet Vince Gill. You know, I'm just trying to keep the gig. He's like, you know, you need to be heard. And I was like, I have this idea for a project. He said, I'll produce it and you won't have to pay me. And I said, great, because I can't afford you. And uh, so he brought the guys together. We, we recorded at his home studio. He picked, handpicked the guys. And he also handpicked the songs the day of the session. So, yeah, I love country music and I grew up listening to some of it half of the record I had never heard of those songs in my life and he chose them like that day and he you know was low on his phone you know like going away party or you know just some of the others like that and I was like can I listen twice make some notes and then uh, we sing it and because you know these session musicians are used to listening to it two times and then they make a hit so um, half of the songs I knew and half I, I never heard of till that day of the session so it's a bit of your interpretation on hearing them fresh. Yes. And so here is a little bit of Bobby Gentry, Ode to Billy Joe, here with Wendy Moten right now. And then she said, I got some news this morning from Choctaw Ridge. Today, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the town at that's such a good song. That's a good version of it, too, like a great version. But that's such a good song. And did, did you know that one before? I did. Okay. And, um, you know, he chose that one the day of. And, of course, you know, I was so naive. I was like, well, we can take some of the verses out because it's a little long. And he was like, no, 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 you're going to mess up the story if you take the <laughs> verses out. But, you know, I was just, although I love that song, I really love the movie. And every summer they would play it in the month of June. That and Harper Valley PTA. So, you know, my love for music came from television. So that's how I knew that song. This is a George Jones song. This is Walk Through the World With Me. New horizons I see Come take my hand and walk Through this world with So good. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. Now, we have a little something here. Would you? Maybe you don't know we're going to do this, but would you mind singing a little something for us? Sure. What do you do, want? Do you feel warm? You yeah. Good? Well, I don't know if I'm warm, well, but I'm going to do it. Well, we got <laughs> we, we got one of your tracks. 
from 1992. I know this song started your career. It's called Coming Out of the Rain. Yes. So if I played this, would you hop over on that chair and, and sing it? Do you still know all the words? Yes. Are you, yes. Are, you guys want to hear this? Oh, yes. yeah. Right, okay. Well, go, go over to that station over there. Okay. This is Wendy Moten. She's mo- You're not plugged in, are you? You're good? Yep. Wendy, so put me in the right spot here. So you were signed to EMI Records, Whitney, Celine, Mariah, everybody was looking for the, they were looking for the next that, and they said, you're that. Yeah. And so you go, and you're like, here we go. Are you intimidated? No, not at all. I mean, because we were all young at that time, even though Whitney had hits and everything, and, you know, Mariah and Celine, and it was the era, so all the girls kind of sound that way in the 90s. Well, from 1992, I'm surprising her with it, Coming out of the rain, here is Wendy Moten. Chops the background singing. Oh, I, boy. Didn't. Oh. I was too busy playing the piano and Eddie <laughs> was playing the drums. So that was awesome, Wendy. All right. Are you like what happens now? Does your voice like go into hibernation? I don't get that you just sang so hard and loud. Like, I'm sorry for singing so no, loud. No, that was awesome. Like, I don't, what do you do now? Do you just go out and get celebrated all day? No, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do anything that well. No, well, yes, you do. Mm. I mean, you are Mr. Bobby Bones. Mm. That's what's up. That's just my Instagram handle. <laughs> that's what's yeah, up. That's only it. <laughs> Uh, so you will know Wendy from a, a bunch of stuff, from playing at the Opry or from The Voice on Team Blake and touring all around. You've been on the road a whole lot. Yeah. Back and I, forth. Yeah. Uh, doing shows now, huh? I'm going to be on tour with Vince Gill all summer as his special guest. And I like how you, because I'm going to do that too, where I go, hey, I'm, I'm going to do something tomorrow. Okay, cheers. Right. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Crowd. Yeah, you're building a crowd, yeah, and it seems like... much more. Yeah, that's awesome. So she'll be out with Vince Gill starting July 7th all the way through September. And that is, Wendy, that's awesome. I'm super glad Thank you could you. come in. There's a whole hour Wendy and I did about her life. It's on the Bobbycast, and I hope you guys check it out. It is, she's just so delightful, but also so talented, and it's a story of perseverance. And I hope you check out the Wendy Moten Bobbycast. And when I finished, I was like, you've got to come up on the show and just sing. And she did not know I was going to surprise her with a track. But she showed up, and she crushed it. And that was awesome. Nice job, Wendy. Thank you for They're having me. Coming out of the rain. <laughs> yes. I do good? Yeah. Good for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right, there she is. Wendy Moten, everybody. Thank yeah. you. Nice job, Thank Wendy. Thank you so you. much. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Here's a little good news in the form of good luck. Her name's Alicia Chapman. She bought 54 lottery tickets with the same numbers on them for a single drawing. So she bought the numbers 1, 4, 0, and 6. And again, she bought 54 of the same numbers. You ever done that lunchbox? No, I don't really understand why you would do that. Well, because if you win, you'll get that times however much each ticket's worth. Oh, so if you, okay, so if you got 54 jackpots, you'd win $360 million 54 times? Well, no, because it's a different drawing. So this one is if you hit it, in the pick four, you get 5000 bucks. It's just a different lottery game. 
So Got she it. hit it with 54 tickets and won $236,000. That's a good strategy. Maybe I need to start doing that. Isn't that crazy? So if the math doesn't quite work out, what happened was 40 of them she bought with the exact order wager, won 5,000 bucks a ticket. The other 14 were bought with 50-50 wager, which got her 2,600 bucks a ticket. And so she went in and was like, I cannot believe this. I just won. And she thought she'd won less, but they were like, no, no, you won $236,000. That is some crazy, crazy, awesome luck. Alicia Chapman, if you listen to this show and you're in Virginia, congratulations. We'd love to talk to you. because that Why would you buy that many? Was it an accident? Why'd you buy 54 exactly? So many questions, but that is good news. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers, or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. From iHeart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The question on OregonLive.com was, are you a really fast talker? I'm a very fast talker. I have like eight things I want to say at once. And sometimes what I'm trying to say reflects that I have eight things I want to say at once. But they say the fastest talkers live in the upper Northwest. Researchers found... Oh, I didn't even want to read this. High IQ, talk fast. Oh, oh no. Okay. I know. I didn't know. I didn't see that part. No. <laughs> you are smarter I didn't, than us. I didn't, that's not, we're no. all just smart in our own different ways. Let's be honest, okay? Everybody? Not really. We're, not. All, we're all smart and we're all beautiful in our own ways. Yes? <laughs> I guess. Okay. If you say so. Okay. <laughs> you said that really fast. Yeah. <laughs> 40% of men are self-conscious about gray hair. This is from digital.com. And we with me... Be. Well, I am a little, because it's in my face. It's not really in my head, although I do get it on my sideburns and like the bottom part of my neck where it catches into my hairline. So it's just like oddly my body hair from my my sternum to my chin, which is a weird spot because it's not gray anywhere else. So, but I am a little bit self-conscious about it. And when I was sick last week, I let my beard grow and you could see all the gray coming through my beard. And I was like, ah, I hate this. And Caitlin's like, Why? Who are you trying to not be gray for? It looks great. I just am a little self-conscious about the gray. So I'm part of this. Amy, why do you say you shouldn't be? Because I think embrace the gray. We're not thinking anything about it. In fact, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings that uses the just for men or colors their beard (laughs) or whatever. Because if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I personally am not a fan of that. Like if it, like my husband's brought it up a couple times because he's very gray in his beard and he's like, I don't know. I see some guys color it and I have to stop him. No, please don't. I would not be attracted to that. If I have to shoot anything at all, I'll take the little toothbrush and I'll have little patches because mine's not even like gray in a good way. Yeah. If I could just be like Santa Claus, but I will like, and I don't keep a beard almost ever, but I will color over the top of that, those little spots mm-hmm. with that stuff. It's not just for men. I don't know what, it's some weird spray and you do it. But then it, it's out in like 45 minutes. So I feel like I should get better spray. That's the point of this. Yeah. It's, but I hate, I don't like the gray. Lunchbox? I don't mind the gray. Like I got it in my beard, getting a little bit on my sideburns. It's like, hey, I'm gray, whatever. I shave it. It's not gray. Cool. Not going to color it. Eddie? What's crazy is I think that I should be getting gray in my hair, but I'm not. Like you don't my have ha- hair. Oh, that you don't have hair, yeah, guys. I have plenty of hair right above my ear. I just don't have it on top of my head. <laughs> right, but but even it shows up in facial hair hair first, and yeah. you don't have it in your face at all. No, yes, I, he does. Look at his face. No, that's vitiligo, dude. If I oh, shave, stop. if I shave, hey, so is mine. Mine's vitiligo. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know what? I call vitiligo. Yeah, I call vitiligo. Dibs. That's what it is. Is it like calling shotgun? First person that calls it gets to have it. No, it is what it is. Wedding workers share signs that a wedding is doomed. Here are the top five. Number one, when a wedding is planned by the groom's mother. Number two, when one person doesn't care at all about photos the whole day. Number three, when they care more about the party element of it. Number four, when the wedding cost supersedes their income. Yeah, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. And I could see where that one could get out of control. I don't know that that's doomed, though. I think that we're pressured to do that. Although, Amy, I'll say this. I had a friend who is getting married, and he was like, hey, I'm getting married on this day. I'm going to send your uh, invitation, Evite. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. I said, Amy, we were just talking about that on the show. And invite's the dumbest thing to spend money on. Like, send them. And so I was like, that's awesome. So that, my first friend did that, who's sending an email invitation. And then finally, when there are arguments about money on the wedding day. Mm. 
which is weird. There is a bonus one here when the groom dances more with his mom or another woman than his wife. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that's, that's a funny. tough one. <laughs> that, uh, a doctor recommends a couple should always sleep alone in separate beds. Just your reaction from the headline, Amy. I mean, I also saw a headline this week that said you sleep better when you've got someone next to you. So I'm so confused. I don't know mm-hmm. who to believe. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a popular doctor who's telling couples they should always sleep alone and in separate beds. He is a doctor and a lecturer at this university. He says your partner making noise and moving around could keep you from getting into the deepest sleep, which keeps you from hitting your, your wellness goals yeah. or be, being as healthy as you can. So it's not as much about loving the person, but it's about understanding that you can love, but when it's time to sleep, that is such an important time for your body to fix itself, to heal itself, yeah. to get ready for the next day, that if your partner has anything at all where they're elbowing, yelling, talking, snoring, it's keeping you awake and you're not at your ultimate health. So I, I, I completely understand this. Our culture just tells us we need to live next to our person or like be in a bed next to our person. Right. You know, I think the 50s had it right. Two beds, same room, right Bobby, next to each other. that was just Brady TV, Bunch. right? No, Brady Bunch and the Munsters. So I believe it. <laughs> okay. That's from LAD Bible. Yep. Amy, if it was on the Munsters, I believe it, okay? Okay. And I'll end with this one as we're just kind of chopping it up, as Scuba Steve would say. Uh, teachers in Ohio can now carry guns within 24 hours of training. Mm. Now I'm going to tell you why it's a terrible idea right here. Oh, my here. gosh. Listen, and this isn't even to the should teachers be able to have guns conversation. So this is to the nobody should have a gun after twenty just 24 hours of training and be around kids. Mm. If... The, if it's voted on and our lawmakers say our teachers are going to be able to have guns if they like, but they need to go through a 90-day class, of, then if that is what we decide, let's go. Great. If we're going to arm folks, they need training, not 24 hours, not kids, with around kids. Because what's going to happen is with just 24 hours training, you grab that gun. If somebody's doing something bad, you're going to shoot a kid by accident because you're not going to have enough training on the gun. My mind is blown. 24 hours training and they want you to have a gun in a classroom with kids. You're out of your mind. Local school boards in Ohio have been able to give the okay. A new law signed by the governor on Monday just made a significant change in training requirements to do so, knocking down the number of training hours needed to just 24. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. That is wild to me. Crazy. I'm not even anti-people that should, specific people like a air marshal that has a gun in an airplane like in school, maybe there's a, four, a few teachers that have been extra trained that are the. I, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it, but I know what is not going to fix it. And it's telling people with 24 hours of training that they can have a gun around kids. Yeah, no. That's all they have. I, well, I don't know what else has to go into it because I don't know. I'm like, surely we don't know every detail here because this seems bonkers to me. But when I did my concealed carry class in North Carolina, I was in classes all week. And then I still honestly didn't feel very equipped. Like, I was, I was a little nervous. <laughs> like, I, I took the test and I passed. But I, I almost wanted to demand more training for myself. Well, and, that's a wild story. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy, crazy to me. We live in crazy times. Oh, folks. yeah, yeah. All right, don't miss one. Everybody's playing. Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie. Write your answer down. You only have... Seven seconds to write your answer down, okay? I'm going to play you one line from a movie. This is very easy. Just name the movie. After I play it the second time, the timer starts. Here we go. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nobody puts baby in a corner. All right, here it is again. Nobody puts baby in a corner. All right, seven seconds on the clock. Looks like everybody's in. In, yeah. All right. You guys can all say it. One, two, three. Dirty, Dirty dancing. dancing. Good job. You're all moving on to number two. Number two. Here we go. You had me at hello. A little emotion there. You had me at hello. One more time, please. You had me at hello. Seven seconds started. Oh, everybody looks strong. <laughs> they raised their heads up quick. Oh, okay. Good. All right. On the count of three. One, two. Three. Jerry Maguire. Good job, everybody. All right. Let's turn it up a little bit. Number three. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Write that one down. Hit it again. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Good. Everybody feel pretty good? Yeah, Yeah. real good. Oh, my God. 
Oh. Lunchbox not so sure, so let's go to him first. Lunchbox, what do you have? I put Top Gun. Amy, what do you have? Top Gun. Oh. Eddie? Top Gun. Correct, you're all good. Moving on. That was too obvious. Number four, go. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Mm-hmm. Here it is one more time. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not saving Dory. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody feel like they got it? No problem? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay. One, two, three. Taken. taken. Wait, did everybody say taken? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, I all just right. said it in a deep voice like Liam. Yeah. <laughs> Confusing me. I thought there was some really masculine person in the group oh, all of a sudden. Boy. All right, here we go. Next up. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. One more. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Oh, shoot. Uh-oh. 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 Gotta go to Amy first. Uh-oh. problem here. Gotta go to Amy first. Amy, oh, what's no. your answer? I wrote down Dumb and Dumber, but I just Lunchbox? It's Dumb and Dumber. Okay, good. Phew. Eddie? Yeah, 100%. Dumb Plus and Dumber. One, good one, of the be- one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, good job. <laughs> Next up, number six. Houston, we have a problem. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> that. that one got you going or what? Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> okay. Houston, we have a problem. All right. Everybody feel good? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. One, two, three. Apollo, Apollo 13. 13. Hey, Lunchbox did not answer. Sorry, at Apollo all. 13. At all. No, what, what do you have on your paper? I have Apollo 13. I, 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 I blanked. What do you have, Eddie? Look, it's right Apollo there. Apollo 13. I blanked okay. when you said everybody at the same time. I was waiting you for blanked? you to go around. But we do that every time. No, we didn't. We, we didn't do it with gone, Dumb and Dumber. That's why. Depends. Most time. Yeah. But only, we only don't Dumb do that if someone's like, I'm struggling. I know, but Dumb and Dumber was the one Here we before. go. Next one up. If you build it, he will come. Oh, my gosh. What? You don't like that one? One more time. If you build it, he will come. All right, everybody pins down. Amy, I'm going to go to you first. Field of Dreams. Eddie? Field of Dreams. Lunchbox? Field of Dreams. Nice job. Okay, 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 we're moving. Next one, number eight. What, like it's hard? What? (sighs) One more time. What, like it's hard? So we have, if you build it, he will come, and then what? Like it's hard. What is the stupid name of that movie? Oh, my God. I think Amy's got it, too. No, she has it, and it's so easy. What is it called? What is it called, Bobby? He's not going to tell you. Gosh! Tell me the name of the movie. Oh, my goodness. Why are you yelling at me? I'm scared. (laughs) This is so dumb. Scuba stat, I need you in here. Wait. Someone uh, tell me what it is called. Time. Need an answer, Lunchbox. Mm. The girl's name is Elle Wood. She goes to law school. Time. Incorrect. Eddie. Legally Blonde? Correct. That's it. <laughs> Amy. Gosh. Yeah, it's when she gets into Harvard and she's Amy, like. Amy, need an answer. Like what? It's hard? Elle, uh, legally Blonde is what I have okay, written down. It, yeah. Any more like extra, you can get the buzzer. This is speed. Uh-oh. Okay. We don't, need, we don't need whole dissertations from the movies. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Number nine. This one time at band camp? Mm. He knows that one. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Got that one on repeat. But uh, lunch is out, though. Oh, I'm oh, out? Oh, you're done. Yeah, you're dude. out. This Bye. is easy. Yeah, you miss it. It's, if it's easy, you're out. What? It wasn't easy. No, if the game's easy, you're out if you miss one. All right, Amy. American Pie. Eddie? American Pie. Good. Next one. You can't handle the truth. In. 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 You're not playing much. Eddie? <laughs> a few good men. Amy? A few good men. Good. Next one. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. One more time. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Amy, you got it? Yeah. Um, Amy. Back to the future. Eddie? Back to the future. Good. Next. 
I'll have what she's having. Oh, 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 oh! I'm in. In. Amy? When Harry met Sally. Eddie? When Harry met Sally. Wow. <laughs> All right, uh, last one, go. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Uh... One more time, please. Oh, dang it. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm in. Amy, you in? Oh, no, not yet. Hold on. We only get seven seconds. So I'm going to give you three for oh. right now. Oh, God. And don't yell at him. Frankly, my dear, <laughs> I don't give a... This is from Eddie's era. Uh-huh. Um, Amy, what do you have? Clark Gable in... Clark Gable in Gone with the yeah, Wind. That's correct. Yeah. And on the final one, Eddie wins. Nice <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just saw this the other day. Oh, of course classic you movies. did. Of course you did. Mm. Well, Eddie, you win again. What can I say? Hey, what, I mean, what do we say, Bones? It's not like nice I job, didn't put buddy. up a good showing or anything. No, you did put good. up a good showing, but a good showing is what it is. It's just a showing. Eddie won. <laughs> well, he won with the movie from the 1920s. Hey, a movie's a movie. Yeah. Movie's a movie. That he watched right? yesterday for fun. The Bob Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. This is crazy. Don't quote me on it, but China is spying on us through coffee makers. Well, one, I will quote you on it. And two, yeah, it's crazy. And three, yeah, I believe it. Anything that has a camera in it, people are probably watching us. And I people- mean, well, coffee makers don't typically have cameras, but they're putting devices in different types of electronics and things that are shipping from China to here, such as coffee makers. What? And it's ways for them to pick up information on Americans. Why can't we quote you on it, though? You just said it on a national radio well, show. Well, I don't know, just because <laughs> yeah. it sounds so bonkers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, people are worried about, oh, the vaccine, I'm going to have a chip in it, and they're going to track me. They're already doing it! They're your, for your Folgers. How you feel about that, buddy? <laughs> Mr. Coffee. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Jethro, how you feel about that? Oh, I got stuck on this one thing on TikTok. My daughter's obsessed with um, anything anime and different uh, Korean culture, Asian culture, anything. And so that's what shows up on my TikTok a lot. And I'm starting to get ads from, from China, too. And they have the coolest stuff. Yeah, I'm you should order to- it. Hey, <laughs> really put it in do. your house. Put it right next no. to your bed when you're telling your secrets. I don't even realize I'm watching an entire TikTok that's basically one huge ad for all these amazing products from China. And I'm about to order them all. And then I see this headline that that's how they're going to spy on us. Well, they probably already are spying on us. But okay, what else you got? I have foods that you can safely eat after their best buy date. And I think this is just helpful to hear from time to time, especially when you're cleaning out your fridge. Like, I'm one, I see the date, and I freak out, and I toss it. But we do not need to be wasting food like that. Okay, the foods that we don't have to worry about dying of poison. Go ahead. Right. So, pasta. Apparently, it is perfectly safe to eat it two years after the date on the box. That's good news. Wow, yeah. two years sounds like a lot. I'll be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Milk, all that really needs to do is pass the sniff test. Okay. Like you can look at the date, but I as long know. as you open up and smell it and it's fine, then you should be good to go. Okay. They say it's good. It's okay normally for a week after the date no, on that's the carton. Risky. Yeah, that's tough. I, I don't know that I uh, subscribe to this segment, but I'm going to let you finish it out because I'm not waiting two years to eat anything. Anything. <laughs> you, know what, you know what I like to say here in this segment is don't quote me. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eggs, you can almost ignore the date because they're good for weeks longer than that. And if you're really worried, try the float test. If an egg floats in water, throw it away. If I've got to float an egg to see if I'm going to eat it, I'm not going to eat it. If i got to go through all... No. No, no. I'm good. I don't like this. I, I don't... Uh, I'm just weird I, about my food anyway. Well, I have floated eggs before to test it out because I got one of those cute little egg containers from my refrigerator so my eggs look pretty and I take them out of the carton and then I forget the date. So there's been times where I've wondered, hmm, I don't know how long it's been in my cute container. So I've put it in a bowl of water to see if it floats and it works. I tell you, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I have scraped off green off of bread, off of like Wonder Bread, white bread before, and then been like, well, not moldy anymore. But at least I scraped it off. You know, I didn't have to float it. The floating I'm it glad, just different. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because that's what you can do with bread and cheese. If there's mold on it, you just cut off where the mold is and you can eat the rest. I know, it still sounds gross, but yes. All right. This segment, this early is making me feel a little queasy. Do we have anything else that's not food related? 
Yes, I'll move on to Carrie Underwood talking about how her kids have terrible taste in music. She actually dreads being in the car with them because they make her play songs like from, you know, like Power Rangers theme song. Nah, this is pretty good. Nah, I like the old Power Rangers theme song. That's pretty good. I saw where one of these guys went to jail recently for like extorting money or something. A Power Ranger? One of the Power Rangers? Which color? Yeah, guys, you know they're not real, right? I mean, that's, it's actors. Oh. <laughs> yeah, good yeah, point. Oh, I, I went to a retreat once a few years ago, and uh, one of the girls that was there played Pink Power Ranger or something. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was really cool. That's- and it was the Red Power Ranger. He's facing 20 years in prison for COVID fraud. Damn. Oh. Got him. Get all your buddies oh. to make a big machine and fight the government now, buddy, because <laughs> you're going to jail. Uh, anything else, Amy, from that story? What other songs does Carrie hate? Oh, uh, they also always want to listen to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles song. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, her kids rock. I'll say yeah. it. <laughs> Carrie's kids rock. All right, is that it, Amy? Uh, I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. There's this family in Ohio, the Kahan family, and they've been able to go on Family Feud a couple of times, and they won more than $40,000 just playing Family Feud with their family. They decided that they were going to take 20000 of it and gift it to their kids. Then the other 20000 they donated to people in their community. Wow. Yeah. I, they gave the money away straight up. Yeah, they said, in the end, everything was a big victory for us. Our family had a blast being on TV. Our kids ended up getting, you know, a few thousand bucks. And they were also able to help those less fortunate in their community. You know, one of my biggest regrets in life is not winning Family Feud. I know. We went on that show and embarrassed ourselves. Let's be honest. Uh, It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. Steve Harvey. And Amy tried to fight Steve Harvey on stage. (laughs) It's a whole situation. Yeah. We, We went on Celebrity Family Feud, and they said... Bob, you can bring up anybody you like. And at the time, I, I wasn't married. didn't even know my wife, so I didn't really have family. And I was like, well, the closest thing to family is the show. So I took Amy and Lunchbox and John Party, who's a, a close, dear friend, and Lauren Elena. And we went up and got dominated by— And they even said you can pick your t- the people you play against. And I said, well, I'll call one of my best friends, Andy Roddick, a former professional tennis player, number one in the world. And he came up, and I was like, well, this will be easy as pie. And we got dominated, so that ain't telling me something good, is it? No. no. That's a, I mean, but it was a fun time. It's so cool we got to do that. I still have my people name tag. Still, um, oh, my dog ate mine. I'm so annoyed. Uh. I, I People still, it still plays, I guess. The oh, they didn't stop that. No, stop just showing that. Nope. <laughs> oh. Don't okay. like that. I'm assuming. I see notes from time to time, oh, no. and they're they're confused. They're like, I could have swore I just saw y'all on Family Feud the other night. Wasn't us. Sure. Wasn't us. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Amy. That's a great story. Good for that family. That is what it's Mm -hmm. all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. 
I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.